The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. A very good evening and welcome along to another DL debate here in Highland. Uh, Oshin Kelly partially sitting in for Brendan Devaney. Uh, Devee will be along shortly. You'll hear a recorded interview that he done with uh, hurling great Richie Parr coming up very soon on the programme. Uh, Richie was here for the Satanta presentations. Then he sat down with uh, with Brendan and a fantastic insight to his playing career. And then off the field as well where he had uh, difficulties with, with gambling addiction. So that's coming up on the programme uh, really, really really soon. But first of all, we're, we're going to talk Donegal football. And uh, joining me is uh, former Donegal player, now Neve Connell, GA Club Hall of Famer, the legend, uh, John Gilday. John, you're welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Oshin. John, I'm sure it was a big honour for you, recently being inducted into the Hall of Fame with, you, with your club. Uh, well, it wasn't so much a Hall of Fame as a guest of honour type situation. And I think it was purely down to the fact that they couldn't get anybody else. So <laughs> there's nobody getting carried away in my house, I can tell you. Uh, don't be too sore on yourself, John. Don't be too sore on yourself. <laughs> uh, but listen, hey, speaking of Neve Connell, the, there's, uh, there's a large contingent of them involved with, with the Donegal setup and, uh, they're going well at the moment, John. Oh, they are. Yes. And you expect that they're, they're coming to it in good shape. Um, and they're obviously top class players who are used to playing at a top class level in high pressure situations. So, you know, from a county perspective, it's, it's great to have so many involved and they obviously bring a lot of, they bring a one in mentality, which is always good to have around your, around your training squad and around your team. I suppose from a, from a selfish point of view, from a Neve Connell point of view, having too many guys away later on in the year is not ideal for, from a club perspective. But listen, that's the joys of being successful. And, uh, now you, you see that with, with so many of the Neve Connell lads performing well. Uh, in the county jersey yeah well listen we've seen Jim McGuinness say afterwards that this is all about building momentum in these games and and uh, division two and they certainly will carry a lot of momentum under the next day off the back of their second half performance against against Fermanagh now some will say listen it's only Fermanagh but give Donegal lots of credit they were very very impressive John they were you know what I liked about it was that they weren't firing in all cylinders in the first half and Fermanagh did ask questions of them and what I really liked was that they found solutions and they dealt with it and they rejigged and then they pushed on hard in the second half and really ran away from it. And I know there's an anticipation that, you know, Donegal should be won in this game and rightly so, but it, it, you still have to go out and do it. Um, I would imagine that there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes from a fitness perspective as well, because I know we're into February and we're going to be into March in no time. And then you're in the mouth of the championship. Everything comes very fast and furious. So he's Jim at this stage and his backroom team are trying to, you know, marry that getting results in the league, but also building for the championship clash against Derry, which is just around the corner. But, you know, it's a case of so far so good job done. You really couldn't ask for anything more, you know, six out of six, uh, from points perspective, uh, seeing new players in new positions. And really, you know, there's a very upbeat, attitude around the county and around the squad right now and, and they're they're playing an interesting brand of football as well. It's yeah. very much on the front foot. Um it's much more aggressive than maybe we would have been used to in the past, uh, with the high press. But no, very, very encouraging so far. Yeah. Two sixteen was what they notched up. Um I was saying to Martin McHugh in the commentary. Uh, I think it's 
3.55 that they've scored in, in their opening three games, which has been very, very good. But on Saturday, Dara Boyle stepped up with 2-3. Listen, two brilliant goals and his points were top quality as well. Uh, it's good to see a player like Dara Boyle contributing uh, uh, so much at a really high level with with the quality of the scores that he took. Yeah, and, and listen, Darrow Beale has been a, an exceptional footballer for years in the county, and maybe that didn't translate through to the county setup, be it with injuries and all the other bits and pieces that were going on. And I think what has happened is there's a real stability around the team. Um, the one thing I know with Jim is that, you know, everybody very much knows what their role is, what their job is. And what that does is eliminate a lot of noise and pressures that you don't need to bring on yourself. And a lot of players thrive in that. And we've seen that in the, in the, the last team that Jim had as well. And Darrow Bale is one of those players, along with multiple others that are, that are really thriving in, in the role they have right now. He was exceptional. And at any time you can score two, three from a wing half back position, you know, you're doing something right. But you can see again, you know, big Kayla McGonagall has really had a resurgence this year, playing really well. Um, Kieran Thompson in the middle of the park, where I think is always his best position, is, is really contributing well. And, you know, even Patrick McGrady, who would have been classified as a, an out-and-out scorer, is out the field working hard, becoming more of a playmaker and, you know, moving the ball around as well. So you can see changes all around and you can see Jim's fingerprints on it and it's it's working really well. Yeah. Michael Langan was good as well in the second half. Um, so it was John which is a huge bonus for Donegal because you, you're going to need somebody like Michael being on his game when you come to championship. No, absolutely. And it's good to see him back. And he's going to need, you know, minutes under his belt. It's, it's you know, he was a bit maybe slow off the mark, but that's expected. He hasn't played football in quite some time. So having all your big players back and then finding new players along the way is, is definitely going to be a big help. You know, Jamie Brennan had an off day yesterday. Um, um, which is unusual but then the subs that came on did very well yesterday so if you look at Mark Curran had a real impact Jack McKelvey had a real impact um, and young uh, Oren Doherty he had a very very good game as well Oren had a good game he came off in the second half so he did but listen when we go to the next stage on it's going to be a different story we've seen the way um, Kildare took a real hammer at the hands of of Armagh uh, down in Carlow yesterday this is a good measure now next Sunday at the Athletics Ground to see where Donegal is actually at because it's it's opposition that you would probably class as as been been where you are at you you would want to be yourself and being a top uh, ten team in the country. Yeah, and I think in an interview earlier on, Jim Jim did say that in the sense that you know there's a top tier and then there's that tier right behind that top tier which would consist of you know the Mayos, the Tyrones, the you know Armas, the Galways. And Jim felt that maybe we had to work to get into that tier. And it's going to be a great test for us because ultimately the games we won so far are games that we would expect to win or, you know, Jim would expect it to win. And this is the first real test since Derry in the McKenna Cup where we're coming up against a top class side that's going really, really well. So it's going to be a great litmus test for the team. It'll allow Jim to look at exactly where he is. Uh, and it'll be great for the team as well. And, Ultimately, the way things are shaping up, you would suggest that these two teams are probably going to meet in the league final. All things being equal down the line as well. So, it, while it's important, I think the performance is going to be more important than the result. And as we all know, going into the athletic ground in Armagh is never an easy trip. So it'll, it'll be a big task ahead of them. But it'll be great to see how they how they deal with it and how they how they deal with everything that's going to come at them. In your mind, is it a game they're capable of winning? Well, absolutely. If you look at it, like. Armand and Donegal are the two outstanding teams in Division 2 right now. 
You would maybe suggest that our ma are a little bit ahead because they've been together longer. They have much more continuity. They're probably, you know, to use the the old phrase, they're probably further ahead in their journey as such. Um, so our ma probably are going to be favourites. They're playing really good football. They're, they're very physical. They're very fit. Um, we might be a shade behind them at this point in time because Jim came in late and we're building from probably a lower base than our ma started with. But it's absolutely a game that Jim will earmark for a victory. And if we do manage to, to come out with a with a good result, it would be amazing set up for the rest of the year. Okay, well, we look forward to uh, to that game this weekend. Uh, um, did Masters football ever interest you, John? A lot of people have said football in general was a struggle for me at the best yeah. of times. No, <laughs> it, it did. It, it, I would have loved to have played Oshin, but unfortunately, when I finished up, uh, my knees were that bad that. The thought of playing Masters football would have just was just a bridge too far. But I would have loved to have played it. It would yeah, be great yeah. crack to, to do it in a much more, you know, maybe less competitive manner, even though I know the guys take it very seriously. But no, it just, my old body just wasn't able for it. Yeah, well, listen, the reason I asked you that is because the, the Gaelic Masters are back for a 2024 season and they're holding a, a players' uh, meeting in Sean McCool's in Bally Buffet this coming Wednesday, the 21st at 7 o'clock. Uh, new players are welcome. And if you're in your 40th year, you are eligible to play. Thought it might have been something that interested you, John. But uh, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. They're going to have to do without John Galicia there. Uh, listen, John, uh, many thanks for taking time out uh, to talk to us tonight on, on the DEL debate. And I'm sure we'll be catching up again real soon. Thanks, Josh. appreciate it. Good man, John. We might need to get a, maybe an over 50s team for uh, for John in the in the next level of Masters football. Uh, but listen, just some other notes from the weekend. Uh, Donegal referees, Mark Dorian and Enda McFeely, they were both involved in senior county action for the very first time at the weekend. Uh, Mark Dorian uh, was on the whistle in Carrigan Shannon where Leitrim controversially got a late goal against Wexford to uh, take the victory in, in Division 4. And uh, Enda McFeely uh, from the St Mary's Club in Convoy was officiating at the Antrim Down game with uh, Down claiming the victory there in the end up by nine points. So well done to both men making their uh, inter-county debuts uh, in the league. Uh, representing Donegal on the officiate in front. So congratulations to both. Uh, once again, that Donegal Armagh game next Sunday, the 25th of February, starts at 3 o'clock, and we will have full live match commentary from that tie here in Highland as the top two in the division uh, go head-to-head. Uh, Tyrone, of course, had that disappointment of losing out to Cahill Sweeney's goal against Galway uh, on Sunday afternoon at Healy Park in Oma. Uh, just two points now from three games for the... The, uh, the Red Hand County in Division 1. Mayo are their next opposition and that is on Saturday at a quarter past five at Healy Park in Oma. While Derry, who are pushing hard in the league, they actually took on Galway on Sunday the 25th with a quarter to two start at Pierce Stadium. There's a couple of big games for the Northwest Counties in the hurling front coming up this weekend as well. And the warm-up to the football, Tyrone will be playing Donegal in Division 2B of the Hurling League on Saturday at Healy Park. It starts at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, Donegal, of course, having lost out to Derry, looking to bounce back to winning ways. Uh, at Tyrone, just like Donegal, have won one and drawn one. Well, as for Derry, the league leaders, they are taking on London at Ownbeg on Sunday and Derry are chasing uh, three ones from three. Now, back to the action from yesterday. Uh, on the ladies' front, Donegal had to settle for a point on the road. They drew 113 uh, to 210 against Monaghan. Donegal had led 
by three points in the closing minutes of the tie. But a late Monaghan penalty ensured a share of the spoils. Nicole Gordon had netted the goal for Donegal in that game, but they conceded that penalty late. Speaking to Maureen O'Donnell afterwards, Donegal boss John McNulty was uh, disappointed to be leaving Monaghan with just a point. Uh, probably a bit disappointed not to be coming away with the two points, especially we're three points up going down that home straight and we probably had a great chance of a goal. And from that play, it came up and, we, and uh, they uh, they got a free, but it was taken back down because of a foot block earlier from the linesman and ended up being a penalty and the ball went to the back of the net. And, you know, even from there, to be fair to the gears, our reaction was very good. We went up and we got another score. Susie White kicked a great score. Or Kitty Long actually got the score over the bar. And um, again... Look, we defend as well, but just I guess the freeze, the freeze killed us sometimes, and they got a free towards the end, and they, and you know, and you know, kicked a great free to, to get the draw. So they'll come on and be very happy, I suppose. But I would have felt ourselves we left it behind us today. Yeah, and I suppose fighting for to maybe move up further up in the in the table as well. Definitely, um, definitely. one would have been proven good today. A win would have been, or a win would have put us in a great position today. Uh, but look, that's the way, I mean, Dale, on the other side of that, Monaghan, you know, they're fighting for their lives to stay up and, and they really showed that as Monaghan teams do. When they're at home here, they're hard to beat. And I mean, there's some very good footballers and they, they played well at times. And, you know, you can't credit to them. You can't take away them. They got their draw. Yeah, and perhaps it would have been a different game if you had been at home. But home advantage certainly proving good for Monaghan today. Oh, I, I agree with you there, definitely. If we were home today, we'd probably be better. But saying that, look, we've got to come to these places. We've got to, to learn to win these games. And um, we just need to, that bit of maybe more experience down the line. Some of the younger players as well coming through. And it's just a built-in process. And we're, we're we're in the middle of it now. And we just have to keep at it and look look forward to the drone game next week and, or two weeks' time and take it from there. Yeah, and I mean, you were uh, three points and. Uh, uh, up going on at half time again against Kildare you were up going on at half time and then you know sort of letting it slip away maybe in the second half yeah I think the Kildare, with the Kildare game would be a bit different is that I felt Kildare overall that day in the second half were very good and were maybe much and deserved a win ahead of us where uh, uh, today we had created enough chance in that second half in that first 10 minute period of the second half as well we probably should have another three scores on the board along with the goal chance at the end there were, like, there were scores that were you know from easy places that we missed and there things we're just going to have to try and get right uh, and that's where I would have felt the difference on the two days was um, so be disappointed with today against Kildare I just had to put my hands up and say Kildare were the better team in the end yeah listen talk me through the next uh, three games now you're uh, at home a home fixture to Throne away to Cavan and then maybe the last game was it away to Tipperary mm. it certainly will be a long way to Tipperary John <laughs> if things don't go well yeah. yeah yeah you're right it'll be a long way to Tipperary anyway you know, I just think but uh, uh, we have to concentrate on their own game now in two weeks' time. I think they drew today with uh, Leash. So we've got to get just back on the training ground and work on those things and try and improve bits and pieces. We scored 113 today on the positive, and that's that's good. And we keep looking forward to seeing we increase our scoring every day as well. So again, it's trying just to get all those parts together. And sometimes sometimes things work for you and sometimes they don't. And we, we had chances today that we didn't take. So we have to look at that and try and can we rectify that for two weeks for Tyrone. And then look, Kevin, it's two weeks after that, will take care of itself that time. But for Tyrone now will be the next focus. Yeah, and as you say, another break. It's good to get maybe another weekend between a, a crucial game like the Tyrone fixture. I don't know. Sometimes I think you're, I think I enjoy them when they come week on week because you, you just have to focus on it and get on with it. Sometimes the two weeks can, can well, it's great and in some ways, other times it maybe it drags, and you, after after you draw a game or you, maybe a defeat, you're 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 glad to go and get at the next game again. 
That's uh, Donegal ladies boss John McNulty uh, giving us thoughts on the uh, the draw with Monaghan to Highlands, Maureen O'Donnell. Okay, we're going for a quick uh, commercial break and you can join us. The DL debate will continue. We'll be hearing from Hurling Great Richie Parr coming up after these. The DL debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Okay, welcome back to the DL debate. Time now to focus in on Harleen and we hand you over to your regular presenter of the show, Brendan Devaney. Yes, now I'm joined by Harleen legend, uh, a man from Kilkenny who lit up the game of Harleen, a phenomenal career and a phenomenal man who I met recently at the Satanta dinner dance and made a great night there meeting himself and his partner Maria. Uh, this man needs little introduction. It's Richie Power. Richie, welcome to DL Debate. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks a million for having me on. Not at all, Richie. Not at all, Richie. Brilliant to have you. Richie, you know, where to start? Um, you know, you talk about senior level, nine Lancer, six National Hurling Leagues, two All-Stars, the small matter of eight All-Irelands. That's before we even get into your club and your underage. Richie, of course, son of, 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 uh, Richie Senior, uh, Kilkenny hurling legend himself. I mean, what a, what a childhood, Richie, and, and what a, a family to come into, uh, with, with, uh, John and Jamie. And, and it was just nonstop small ball from the get go. Yeah, absolutely, Brendan. Um, you know, I suppose from the, from the time I could walk, you know, I kind of had a hurl in my hand and banging it off the presses at home. You know, mama be, mama be pulling her hair out with the, with the amount of, um, Chunks coming out of the presses, but um, no, look, it was, it was great, you know, growing up myself, Jamie, John, obviously, you know, we we pushed each other, we fought, we we done all of that, but um, no, listen, it was it was always hurling, um, you know, even though, look, I would have I would have played soccer, football, golf, you know, all of those growing up, but it was only ever going to be hurling, um, you know, and in particular, I suppose, watching dad and following dad through his career as well, you know, it was there was only ever going to be one one love in our household, and it was always hurling. That's the Kilkenny way, all right, uh, Richie, and it certainly came through. Richie, I was joking me at the at the dinner dance about you know growing up. Was there time for everything? You know, you often hear this um, GAD about the shift and about enjoying yourself, and 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 obviously there was a small batter, maybe some studies, but between all your sporting, you know, playing different types of sport, and of course the college would have been at you underage. I'm sure then underage teams were trying to jump you up to the next level. Was it was it just nonstop? Uh, and we immersed in it that that was brilliant, or was there a thing where? You know, it was just all consuming that it was maybe taking a lot of your time maybe for other things that uh, you should be doing as a teenager. Yeah, I suppose. Look, you know, from 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 an early age, Brendan, I suppose when I was 14, I, w- I was involved with the Kilkenny development squads and, and I would have played in the Tony Forrestal tournament and, and worked the way up into the Nina Co-op and then obviously minor with Kilkenny. But I suppose the one thing, you know, back in my time was there was no restrictions on how many levels you played, you know, so... Like I played, I played intermediate with my club when I was sixteen years of age. I would have, yeah. I played in two intermediate county finals at sixteen, seventeen. Um, also playing under, I, I would have played in goal with with our under twenty one team when I was fifteen years of age. You know, none of, that doesn't happen nowadays. You know, and I suppose maybe there was there was an awful lot of going. You know, with regards to myself. Um, you know, obviously had my first knee operation when I was when I was sixteen in St Kieran's College, and you know it was just constant. Um constant going with so many different teams, so many different levels. And, you know, I would have boarded for my last two years in St. Kieran's to do my leaving cert because I suppose my parents knew that 
if I, you know, if I didn't have a strict study regime, um, I would I would have got very little done probably at home, you know, in Stonyford because there would have been evenings where we're coming home at half six, seven o'clock, and by the time you get something to eat and and maybe put the head down and study, you're not going to get much done. So, um, yeah, I boarded for the last two years at Cairns, loved it. Um, thankfully got a good got a good leave insert, and then. You know, off into college where I suppose it didn't stop either. You know, it was it was just constant going uh, as well. But um, look, you know, at the time you loved it. You know, the more hurling you got, the better. Um, maybe thinking, maybe thinking about it now, looking back on it now, maybe I was doing too much at a younger age, and maybe that's what led to me me injury. Um, you know, going going forward. But look, that's that's I can't do anything about that now, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, listen, Bridget, I can understand the drive. You're a top player coming up. Everybody wants you. And as you said, that's why I suppose the protections come on. And we had our own issue here in Donegal where someone wrongly played, uh, you know, before their time. Uh, and, and Jim McGuinness's era there, I think it was a simple mistake and there was a big furrah about it. And I was thinking, well, the rule itself has worked. I mean, he came into a squad, he shouldn't have, And they were like, he can't be here. I didn't understand the need for any kind of sanctioning or, or bans or this. I thought it was complete silly stuff because... You know, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect the player, which which it did at that point. But just on your knee there, that first operation, which I know you had six in over time. Very, very young to be getting that operation, Richie. What what was that knee operation about that early one? Yeah, it was just I suppose look, I, I picked up an injury in training with Kieran's College, Brendan and and went and got a scan done and the scan showed a, a piece of cartilage had had come free in my knee. So I suppose back then the operation was keyhole, go in and, and remove the piece of cartilage and, you know, do your rehab, do your recovery and, and you get back on the field. And I suppose for me, I think I had it done for, it could have been four, maybe five weeks before the, the, the Colleges All-Ireland. And I, I played in that Colleges All-Ireland, you know, and yeah. that was possibly four or five weeks after having keyhole surgery at 16 years of age. So <laughs> look, you know, looking back now, was it the right thing to do? Probably not. Yeah. But I suppose as a 16-year-old and, and a college is all earned and up for grabs, you know, of course you're going to do everything in your power to to get back forward. And, you know, at the time, the knee fell fine. You know, I, I was pushing on. I wanted to play, Um, you know, but in hindsight, was it the right thing to do? Maybe not. Was that something that added to my, my ongoing injuries? I don't know, you know, but um, look, that was the first knee operation at, at 16. And like, as you said, I was probably lucky enough then because it was really 2015 was, was when I had the real, you know, year from hell. You know, I had four operations in the space of 10 months in 2015. So, you know, really I only had, what, I had two, two operations on the knee in over 10 years. So it wasn't actually that bad. It was just, I suppose, 2015 was the real nightmare year. Um, Like whatever went wrong, could go wrong, did go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, Richie, because... You know, at that point, you're t- you're talking about a massive game for you at that age. You know, you're not thinking what's going to happen then in terms of this amazing career and all the, I suppose, all the the, the pull was going to be on your body in terms of taking it to the limit every year, every year with this brilliant. You couldn't weigh that up because you just see where you're at now, and you were saying it's an All Ireland final. Your lads, your mates, you got to play. You know, it's, I suppose it's hard to weigh that up, uh, Richie. And listen, when I, when I spoke about, you know, what you want as a senior player, you know, underage, you know, phenomenal, like, uh, minor and under 21 all Ireland's captain and the minor team scoring a one in point as well. You know, it just seemed like, uh, Richie at that time, I mean, life must have been just amazing. And, and those lads from, from that minor and under 21 team, 
were they how many of those players came through Richie was there like a, a, a big cohort of lads who were your friends at that point uh, becoming the, the next generation for that phenomenal uh, Kilkenny team yeah no it, it was Brendan you know and I suppose in my in my mind I, for that college is all Ireland in particular you know you don't you never knew what was going to come. Like it might have been your only chance to play in a college yeah, as all Ireland. You know, we didn't we didn't know what was going to come down the line, and that's probably why you know I I made the decision that I did. But yeah, like look, we were very lucky. You know, I suppose with with the amount of players that I played with in Kieran's College, we all progressed on to hurl minor with Kilkenny, and then that same team more or less kind of stayed together under twenty one and. I'd, I'd I'd safely say probably a dozen, um, you know, from from those minor and under twenty one teams went on to, you know, play senior with Kilkenny and, and possibly more. So, you know, we were just we were lucky, um, blessed to come with the group of players that we did. Um, you know, you have the likes of Michael Fenley, Chaff Fitzpatrick, uh, John Tennyson, Donica Cody, David Prendergast. You know, there that that's just a few of the names that would have progressed through the minor under twenty one ranks and. Um, you know, very, very lucky. You know, I suppose a generation, you know, players when, when you, when you think of the names and, and put the names out there, you know, it's just, it's phenomenal to think that you were part of that group. Yeah. Yeah. And some names there, Richie. You just, you know, I mean, talk about a time. I think the whole country was just, you know, engaged with the brilliance. And as we're saying to you, you know, growing up in our house, my mum from Galway, like we would had such a keen interest. My sisters would all play camogie and, you know, even got to play a wee bit of hurling as a young fellow myself. So we had always had this huge, you know, I was saying to you that first five times in Crow Park was, was Galway, All-Ireland semis and finals pushed over the turnstiles. And Richie, you know, the difference in time from then, I mean, the call from Cody, I would imagine, you know, I still remember 97, Declan Boner ringing me and uh, it was on the old house phone, you know, another one you put the coins in. You probably don't remember these. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you could put the coins in it, you know. And um, I remember Declan Boner rang me to invite me into Donegal squad and Martin McHugh was along with him. And I remember the absolute buzz of, of the call. But well, listen, for you, I suppose, it was a natural pathway. Maybe not that big of a surprise you were going to be, be in the Kilkenny Seniors team. Yeah, like, I suppose, look, coming through the minor and under 21 grade, Brendan, I suppose people were kind of saying, yeah, it was only a matter of time before, I suppose, myself and, and a number of the other players were, were called in. And I suppose, look, it, it transpired that way. Um, You know, as I was saying Saturday night, it was it was kind of bittersweet for myself and, and, and actually John Tennyson, the same kind of year. We, we both got the phone call in December 2004 and... Jamie, my brother, and Pat Tennyson, who would have been John's older brother as well, they both received calls from Brian um, to kind of say that they they weren't part of his plans going forward, that, you know, the door was obviously still open for him. But I suppose at the beginning of 2005, they weren't part of the panel. But myself and John got the call to kind of be be called into the panel. So, yeah, I suppose on one hand, it was brilliant. It was it was the call that you were kind of waiting for. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, there was huge disappointment for Jamie, and and I'm sure John had the same for Pat as well. But um, I suppose, yeah, that's where that's where it all started. Um, you know, got got that phone call December '04, and I suppose from there on, then it was just a matter of uh, kind of pushing on, and and I suppose fulfilling the potential potential that you'd, you'd shown at minor and under twenty one level. Yeah, and I suppose can you explain this just about Richie about Cody? You know, your first interactions with him and. and you know, coming in there as a young lad, because, you know, he has this reputation of being very fierce and just completely, I suppose, 
um, single-minded and headstrong about the way things need to be and there's no room for sentiment. We've seen it so many times with him. What what was that as a young lad? When you came in first, did he have a word with you? Did he put his arm around you? Did, what, what was your uh, interaction and your relationship with him in those early days? Um, I suppose I was I was probably lucky in a way, Brendan, that I, I was called in in 04 um, around, I think it was Jul- June or July um, for a trial because there was a obviously a place up for grabs on the panel and, and myself and Jamie actually were called in the same day for a trial and I suppose that would have been my first, I suppose, interaction with Brian. Um, obviously, the year that we won the minor, I was captain, you know, I would have had some some interaction with Brian kind of, you know, at the, the function and the homecoming and stuff like that, but that that would have been as far as it went at that stage. But um, yeah, I suppose, look, I, I was called in in 04, had a chat with him and he, you know, he kind of more or less invited Jane um to see how you we were going to go and see could you live up to the you know live up to the the standard and and the I suppose the speed that they were playing at at that time and you know things didn't go well in that in that game for me in 04 but thankfully they did for Jamie and then I suppose look we were we were called in in, in December 04 as I said and it was just a matter of putting the head down and and you know doing the real hard training and then at the start of the year and and to see where it brought you and Look, he, he would have been very welcoming into the setup. Um, you know, there would have been certainly no kind of hand around the shoulder or, or dragged to one side or pulled to one side for a chat. It was literally, you know, now you're getting an opportunity, it's up to you to take it. Um, you'll be given every chance. And, you know, in fairness, that's that that's the way Brian has always been. You know, I know he comes across as fierce, but you know, I would say he is ruthless, but he is very fair. You know, you will be given you will be given a chance to stake your claim, and if you're good enough, you're good enough. And if if things don't work out, you know you'll you'll, you'll step to the side. So um, that's probably the way it was from the beginning. Um, you know, and I suppose look, we wouldn't have always seen eye to eye. We would have we would have had a, a few clashes over the I suppose the eleven years I was in, involved. But um, no, certainly look, as I said, he was very very fair. Um, if you if you took your chance, you 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 were you know you were part of the setup and and going forward and pushing things on and you know if you didn't take your chance on the first second or third occasion, as I said, you were you were kind of surplus to requirements then. Yeah, you know as you're saying that, Richie, I have an image of you half time in a in a big match, maybe saying something back to him in the dressing room, going quiet. Uh, <laughs> that's that's image come into my head there. <laughs> I'm sure you had them words between each other when you were just one to one. But but Richie, listen, like any top sportsman you are, you know your game. You know how to stand up for yourself. And Richie, these these all Ireland saying you know that that came in. You know eight out of the eleven years you played. You know absolutely phenomenal. You know was thinking just Richie your 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 favourite memories from them. You know I know obviously 2006. You know with Cork were going for the three in a row and you know. The, the start of, you know, that real brilliant dominance that you said, and obviously, you know, yourselves, the four in a row and, and the, the, obviously the last one there playing with your, your brother and that. There's so many memories in there, uh, Richie. Have you got like highlights from those All Ireland finals when you got the brace of goals? You know, you, there, there's so, there's so many in there. Like most people I interview, Richie, they're, they're lucky enough to win an All Ireland. There's like, oh, this happened a couple of years before to that season, and this was the turning point, and this was goes across the line. But it's basically almost every year with with yourself in that uh, glorious time. Yeah, I suppose. Look, uh, it's amazing to look back on it, Brendan. You know, like as you said, eight. Uh, like I was on the panel for eleven years. We we would have hurled in nine All Irelands out of the eleven years. Um, you know, and with including replays, I would have actually played in eleven All Ireland finals over the course of eleven years. So, um. Look, the, the, obviously, 0-6 is a standout, you know, winning your first All-Ireland. Um, 
is huge for anyone. And I suppose what made it that much sweeter, as, as you said, was stopping Cork from doing three in a row because I think at that time, people were kind of talking about this Cork team and, you know, that they were here to, you know, take over, that, you know, they they changed the way that Hurling was being played with this short pass and running game and, and things like that. And that was huge motivation for us going into that game, you know, and I suppose for me as a as as a as a young guy at the time, we came in in 05 and, you know, you nearly, sometimes you think that it's just going to happen because we've had success at minor and under 21, but, you know, 05 was a real eye-opener to us, um, you know, being beaten in the All-Ireland semi-final by Galway. And um, I think that was a real turning point, I suppose, for this team. Um, you know, and then I suppose beating Cork in 06 was, was the start of, of I suppose, a, a period of time where, you know, you can only dream of. So, look, 06 was, was massive when the final whistle went. I can still... I can still remember that image of John Tennyson coming out with the ball and the, and the final whistle going and, you know, he, he had his two hands up in the air and, um, you know, I can still remember and, and see that image today. But, um, I suppose then you, you, you go on through the years, you know, 2014, as you, as you mentioned there with John, um, was, was, I suppose, look, that was out of the eight. That was probably the, the sweetest one, you know, because, you know, when the final whistle goes, you turn around and your your younger brother is coming towards you after after winning an All Ireland and both of us scoring goals. It was, you know, it was probably dream stuff. You know, and especially for mum and dad and and the family, Jamie, Stephanie, and Suzanne. It was, you know, it was a huge day for the for the family, and that was probably, you know, definitely the the, the standout of the of the inter county All Irelands anyway. Yeah, and of course, Richie, you know, we'll, we'll get on to the the club stuff at the end, Richie. You've your locker regal there, you were very honest. I think it's very important to get it out there around the gambling addiction, which was running through all this and, and the pressure and the tension. You talked about the release of going to play hurling and, you know, even Jackie Terrell, who spoke, you know, so well about you and about literally you were unmarkable at times and then different times of training. You know, you wouldn't really be on it and, and you were hiding the secret of, of the gambling. Um, Richie, and you had to deal with all that, but you've come through it. You reached out to, a good friend of mine, Ashley McConville, for help around 2014, uh, Richie. And, you know, you've turned, turned all that on, uh, around in terms of, you know, getting that out of your life and, 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 and now happily, you know, settled with, um, with Maria and, and the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Brendan, you know, look, it was, it was, it was a real, real tough time. Um, you know, I probably, I spent years battling the demons, you know, on my own. Um, you know, not not opening up to anyone at home or, 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 you know, telling anyone even close to me that, you know, I was struggling. And um, I suppose that all came to the boil and, and, you know, probably hit rock bottom. Then towards the end of 2013, we were we were beaten in the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship final by Clara um, in October 2013. And I suppose a week later, I got a phone call from Brian and, and the selectors to, to, to go in and meet him. And I was... I suppose unofficially dropped from the Kilkenny panel, Kilkenny team at that stage. And, um, you know, that, at that time, you know, things had already kind of come out at home and I, I'd, I'd sat down with my parents and family and, and, did you I think it was fair, Richie? Richie, Richie do you, if you were manager, would you have made that decision or, or, um, you? no, look, I don't think I would have, um, you know, but I suppose, look, everyone is different, Brendan. Um, you know, at the time, Look, at the time, my head was all over the place. So, you know, I suppose, funnily enough, I I didn't really understand or, you know, it didn't really hit me what, what was actually after happening coming out of the meeting because I suppose, look, we, as I said, we were after being beaten in the, in the county final. I, you know, 
like anyone, you, you spend the week after a county final kind of drowning your sorrows. And yeah. I was no different. And, you know, you were, your head wasn't in a good place. Um, like, obviously, my own life was, was, was upside down, you know, at the time as well. And, you know, coming out of the meeting, it didn't really... You know, it didn't really set 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 in or, or or hit home. It was only kind of the the following couple of days that you know I began to realize what was, you know, what was at stake here. And um, I suppose look at the time, Hurland probably took a back seat as well because you know I had bigger issues and and bigger demons to to try and fight and to try and to try and sort out in my life. And um, you know, that's 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 what I did, and and that's where it started for me. And you know, as you said, we. We drove up to the Carrigdale Hotel and, and sat down with Ushing for a couple of hours, um, myself and dad. And, you know, I then, you know, I, I met a, a, an extremely close friend of mine now at, at the time, Mickey Comerford, who who was in the army and, and was brilliant at personal training. And I, I met him, you know, in, in the gym one evening just by chance. And I suppose asked, you know, would he put together a program for me? And we started training together at you know six o'clock in the morning. We we were training in the the, the car park and Hotel Kilkenny, and you know just I suppose it was great for my head. You know it gave me a different focus. Um, you know I was obviously dealing with the gambling at that time and and started counselling through the GPA, um, and then obviously focusing on the training and and I suppose look trying to get myself right and and maybe get myself back in onto the Kilkenny panel. You know there was no guarantees. The the door wasn't firmly shut me in, in my direction. There was still it was still left ajar, I suppose, but it was up to myself to to sort me off field issues and then see how I could get back to me, get back physically then as well. So, you know, look at all as I suppose it all kind of blew up at, at that certain at that stage. But, you know, probably, you know, looking back now, it was the best thing that could have happened, you know, and um it certainly wasn't easy. Um, you know, it wasn't an easy, you know, couple of months or six months for for dad and mam and you know, dad's dad's, you know, mentions it in the book, you know, in relation to it was a real tough six months for him because th- they knew that I wasn't in a in a good place mentally. But um, you know, thankfully we've 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 got through it. Um and we as you said, I've come out the come out the right side of it. And, you know, I suppose look, I have a life today that at that stage I never thought that I'd have, you know, and um, you know, that's thanks to Maria and the boys and, you know, my family as well, who 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 today are still a huge support as well. And um you know, look, I'm 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 here to tell the tale, and that's that's the, I suppose that's the good 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 news story from it. You know, it could have could have went it could have went another way, um, right. but thankfully it didn't. Richie, it's it's a phenomenal story. You know what's so great about highlighting it? You know, in Oshin, and, and people just need to reach out because people listen to this now because we know Richie, and I know from anecdotally, you know, and even if it's not to the level of addiction, there's so many people giving away so many hundreds. A, a, a month, you know, they're not checking what they're doing and they're giving away money in silly situations and then of course it can spiral down your way. So for somebody as high profile as you to come out and say it, Richie, it's phenomenal and of course, as you said, you've turned everything around. It just it does annoy me after everything you've done for Kilkenny previous to that, that there should have been more of a, I think, help there, you know, in terms of, right, here's the plan, we're part of this, we'll get you right and get back, which you did kind of do in your own then. I know your family and your own personal strength did that. I just, oh, I think looking from outside, people are like, well, my God, this man was an absolute god of a hurler. He should have been helped when he was needed most. And that's the thing that annoys me about Richie. And I know your, your loyalties and that there as well. And, and, uh, so I'll give off about it anyway. But, um, Richie, in that time, you know, as I say, the, the brilliance now at this time of year, we're all trying to book 
uh, trips away in that and, and the life you were leading, you know, in terms of the places you've been and where Hurling has taken you, you know, I know you've been Dubai, Hawaii, New Zealand, Thailand, like uh, Orlando. I mean, there must have been so so much fun in the middle of all this uh, training and, and um, of course, even when you were dealing with in these times addiction, there must have been still a lot of joy in, in the lads and, and going all over the world uh, on the back of the success of Kilkenny. Yeah, look, absolutely, Brendan. Like we've we've seen corners of the world that you'd never dream of even contemplating going if you were if you weren't part of the Kilkenny setup. Like if you were just booking a holiday, you know, you're looking at your Spains and and your Portugal's or you know, or Aaron Moore, like Aaron so, Moore or Tory. I think Aaron, <laughs> not the way my bank balance is looking here. <laughs> exactly, Do you know. So like, look, we we were very very lucky, you know. And I suppose look, that those were the rewards of you know, nine, ten months of real hard graft and hard training and, and sacrifices, you know, and like, look, we, we, we made so many sacrifices, but, you know, I think we just had such a, an ambitious group of players that, you know, every December, January, we went back training, like our, our, our goal was to win the All-Ireland, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything else. That was the pinnacle. And, you know, we were at the top and we wanted to stay at the top and, Obviously, we knew that the perks that came with it were were the extravagant holidays, and you know the the, the Kenny County Board were always very very good to look after us that way. So yeah, look, great memories. You know, there's some holidays. You know that you, there's just stories and 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 laughs and and crack that we've had, and you know those are always their stories. We'll always have. You know, and um, we 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 share them together, and you know we still talk about them today when when you'd meet the lads for a pint or. You know, going back over, going back over the holidays and things like that. So, like, look, as I said, we'll always have those memories. We'll always have those trips. Um, and you know, I, I suppose, look, the most important thing at the end of it all was was the All Ireland medal, and and you know, they're there in the back pocket, and and no one can take them take them from us. And you know, it, it was just, it was a phenomenal time to be a Kilkenny hurler and to be involved in that group. And um, you know, yeah. I to this day and until I'll always be the one to say that I was very, very fortunate and very, very lucky to be part of that group. And, um, you know, I was only, I was one little part of it that, you know, out of the 35 or 40 of players that were involved over the course of the time was just, it was a phenomenal time. And, um, definitely a lot of great memories. Um, you know, even outside of my own demons, you know, you, you, you still had to enjoy it. And it was, it was brilliant. Richie, absolutely phenomenal. You know, you've told me a few of them stories. They're, they're easier told over a couple of cold ones. They have to, <laughs> they have to kind of stay on tour for radio. I get that. There have been some great stories in, in the middle of that. Richie, Richie, tell me just last couple of minutes here. Um, I just want to ask you, obviously, after your knee up and you're told not to play, you come back, you won, you won an, uh, an All-Ireland Intermediate Club title, uh, uh with Carrick Shock and, 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 you know, playing with your brothers, your two brothers and your cousins and that, when you weren't supposed to be playing. <laughs> you, listen, you were not going to be told what to do, Richie, but what a, what a brilliant finish. Another All-Ireland in the can. Yeah, look, it was it was the real, I suppose, icing on the cake, Brendan, you know. Um, like, as you said, I was I was told the end of 2015, the end of October 2015, a surgeon came into my, my room after coming through from an operation and I was told my playing days were finished and, you know, all they could really hope for was to make me comfortable for, you know, for the for the rest of my life. You know, I will I will need a knee replacement down the line. Um, there's no there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, thankfully I've I've managed it quite well since you know 2015. And as you said, I got back with Carrick Shock in you know six or seven uh, or 16, 17, Sorry, 2016, 2017. We 
we were relegated at the end of 2015 from the senior grade in Kilkenny. We, we, you know, we bounced straight back up in 2016, winning the county final. And, you know, that, that all, you know, came to the pinnacle then in, in, in Crow Park in, in February 2017, you know, when we won the Intermediate Club All-Ireland. And look, that their memories that will, will live long in, in the memory of, of me, my brothers, my family, you know, the par- the parish, the people of Carrick Shock, um, you know, to see John Tennyson, you know, climb up the steps of the Hogan stand and, and lift that cup was, um, you know, uh, it was, it was the, the pinnacle of, of, of everything that I've done, you know, and I've no problem saying that, like, you know, winning with your friends and your family and, and your club and, you know, in particular in Crow Park and an All Ireland medal, you know that's that's what it's about. Um, you know, it it always goes back to your club, regardless of of how many years you play with your county. You know, your club is your club is where it all started, and it's where where it all ends. And you know, for me, that's that was definitely the the pinnacle. And um, you know, look, the, as I said, their memories and the days and the weeks after that final, you know, were were absolutely phenomenal. And um, look, it was a great way to to finish. Um. You know, I, I I finished in 2017 for good. Um, you know, I've, I've I've met a few cameos since between the sticks or between the between the <laughs> sticks um, on the goal. Just couldn't resist it. But um, mm. I I can I can safely say today that my my playing days are well and truly finished. And um, you know, I, I've I've stepped into management now and I'm enjoying that. And I'll I'll, I'll give that a go and see where it brings me. Yeah, you're down in Wexford with uh, Shimosh. How do you pronounce that? Shell Maliers, yeah, Shell Maliers. Um, they're a, they're a senior club in in, in Wexford, so they you're the end of the country, Richie. You're the other end of the country. You got to update us on these things. Like um, we've we've a few uh, funny place names up here too as well. Eh? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I know you're the senior there, and they're 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 going to be winding up for a a potential county championship. So plenty plenty on your plate, Richie. Last question there. I just want to know who was the toughest out there because I know at times like Jackie was saying you were unmarkable. I don't think you were scared and you loved that kind of physical challenge because you, you, you brought that to the game. But was there any defenders out there you had the best ding-dong with? You thought, right, this guy's a, an almost a match for me in, in days. Who, who was who was the toughest? Um, I suppose, look, I, I, when you look within your own camp, Brendan, like, I, I would have had some phenomenal battles with Noel Hickey and, and JJ and Tommy and, and Jackie himself. Like, you know, we would have mapped each other umpteen times. But um, I suppose outside of Kilkenny, I would have had some some serious battles with Paul Curran from Tipperary, um, Parik Mar from Tipperary. Like these guys, um, they are probably the standout, you know, because we would have obviously played each other an awful lot in in, in finals and league finals over the course of the, the the years I was involved. So, you know, there was there were some phenomenal, you know, players in opposition. But I suppose, look from my own point of view, if 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 you were on form and doing well in in your own training against the likes of a JJ Delaney, Tommy Welsh. You know the, the greatest hurlers of all time. Then you knew you were, you know, you were capable of of taking on anyone. So, um, look, the 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 definitely I, I've said it before. Probably, you know, Paul Curran from Tipperary was was one of the the toughest and and tightest markers that that ever played the game. Yeah, do you know what, Richie? Every one of them names you mentioned there, the first thing that was on the mind is they don't give an inch. So it takes no. some effort to push <laughs> to get past those types of players. But you see, at training, it was because you had such uh, unbelievably talented guys at Kilkenny. I think that's a key. And you see, it be successful teams, Richie. It's their own training. If they're training at a level where you're going into a game, then you're not only maybe at times you're more than ready because that position aren't what you're facing in training. And I think that's where 
Kilkenny excelled so much. There was only an odd team that, that could match us. And, and, uh, Richie, listen, what a phenomenal story, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and pleasure meeting you, as I say, at the Satanta Dinner Dance there, uh, recently, uh, yourself and Maria. And listen, I have your number now. We'll stay in touch. Eh? And, um, I'm wishing you all the best coming into this, uh, club season. I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out in the, on the, on the Wexford Club Championship. Lovely, Brendan. Listen, look, thanks a million for having me on, and and likewise, look, it was great, great meeting over the weekend there. And uh, look, I'm sure we'll we'll definitely cross paths again. That's for sure. Check this. That's Richard Parr. Fascinating insight to his life, both on and off the field. Speaking to Brendan Devenny, and it brings an end to this week's deal debate. Brendan Devenny will be back uh, in all his glory for the full program uh, next Monday. From me, Ocean Kelly. Have a very good evening. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Uh, uh.